0: all right um, the scripture says after these things the Lord appointed other seventy also and sent them to sent them two and two before the face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send, forth laborers into the harvest you can be seated we just got done praying so Uh, 2,912 people live in the city of Marion Kentucky as of 2019 Crittenden County houses about 9,000 people according to that same census Last Friday, April the 9th, was our 15-year church anniversary, being in what may be argued with somebody, this great county. I haven't sat down and actually figured this, but I asked Cheryl today, and we probably had about the same guest, and it's something I want to do, and I may do very soon, But if I'm guessing, I would guess somewhere between 500 and 700 people have walked through the doors of Harvest House over those 15 years. It could be more. I wouldn't think it'd be any less than 500, but it could be more than 700. We have averaged as much as 70 in a three-month period. We have averaged as, in the mid-50s, Several years, uh, although we've seen that go down considerably over the last two or three years. We have seen over 70 people baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. We have seen over 50, I don't know the exact numbers, they was here so I didn't have them wrote down. We've seen over 50 filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues. And to me, that is the greatest thing that's ever happened in Marion since its 179 years of existence. Amen. 1942 is when this city was established. But to me, the last 15 years—I don't. There could have been somewhere in the midst of that, but I, not to my knowledge, there's never been another apostolic, one this Jesus name church here. And to me, that. 15 years ago when we came to this city was one of the most important things that's ever happened in this city. Those numbers that I just give you include you guys. And I think it's deserving of us giving God praise for it. Amen. (laughs) And as great as that is for us, who are a part of Harvest House and this wonderful truth that we have there are many people over 8,000 in this county not to mention the other counties that is connected to this church Union County um, Livingston County Caldwell County Hopkins County and probably a few others they have not experienced what we have experienced they have not experienced the peace of God that you and I have experienced at times Amen. they have not experienced what it feels like to go down in the name of Jesus or to come off an altar of repentance and have knowing that God has forgiven your sins. They have not experienced that feeling. I, I will never forget Texas's grandmother coming out of that water and saying, I've never felt so clean my entire life. Some people have not experienced that. They've not experienced that feeling that when the Holy Ghost runs you over, <clears throat> fills you with the Spirit, and you know that you're not walking this thing by themselves, There's still a great harvest out there for us. Although today there's not nearly enough people in this place. Could it ever be enough people in this place? Although today there's some that's not here and they're sick or they're on vacation or or many has just chose other things uh, versus being in the house of God. There is still a very, very great harvest waiting for us waiting for this city it is promised the latter house will be greater than the former house i want to talk to us today and i guess it's very fitting for where we find ourselves sitting today is just simply this the great harvest the great harvest reach everybody say reach. reach reality speaks and we got reality today. Evangelism is a must. Surely we see that today. Actions speak louder than words. Can we hear the call of the loss? Harvest House, we have a mission. We must reach the loss. Amen. We must teach the truth of God's word. We must equip leaders to take the message back out. To the streets. Amen. That is what this church was built on. That is our mission statement. Jesus said it very well. When he said. Matthew 28. 19 and 20. He said. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever. I've commanded you. And lo I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. Amen. Acts 1 and 8. Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and all the Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And we know the fulfillment of Jesus' commission is uh, Acts 2.38, when Peter stood up that day, and they asked, what must we do to be saved? Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And everyone in this building today has experienced that. You have been baptized in the name of Jesus. We've, we've had our sins uh, washed away. But that, that is why we came here to Marion, Kentucky in 2006 to start this church. That is why we called it harvest house because we knew there was people that was lost we knew there was people that hadn't experienced baptism in Jesus name and we knew there was people that hasn't been filled with the Holy Ghost we knew there was people even beyond that that didn't know what it was like to be a part of a church that loved them a church that wanted them to be a part of their life and 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 church that is a great harvest that's still out there for us there's there is people out there that that don't know jesus there's people out there and we must get beyond uh uh um. Beyond where we are right now, and, and just just realize that they they need Jesus, they need us, and the only Jesus that they're ever going to find is is uh is is going to be probably most likely through us, and it's going to be us reaching them. And uh, you've you've heard me talk about it before. We were all created with that empty place on the inside of us, brother Eddie, and that in on the inside of our hearts. They they. They they've got the Get beyond what they're thinking they need they've got to get beyond and some of them don't know they don't know any better they just know they're trying to fill a, a, a gap in their life they they're, they're just trying to ever if this relationship don't work out they go to the next one and if and if that one don't work they go to the next one they get tired of getting married and getting divorced so they just decide I'm just gonna live together there's no sense of getting married and this is what they are out there and they go from one drug to the next drug they just want somebody to love them somebody to care for for them, somebody to embrace them, and and, and they they don't realize they need Jesus, but they need Jesus, and they need somebody like you and me to find them and help them. Uh, Sister Penny, I, I think about you. You've said it so many times. The fact of how you you this is what you've been looking for all your life. The the revelation of who Jesus was, and Jesus name baptism. There's more people out there that that's in that place you were than just going from this church and that church trying to find. Something that really resonates. It's like, I know this is good, but I know there's more. And there's other churches out there, brother Texas, that they're good people in the churches. And I'm not talking about the other churches. I've not been to any other church in this city but one. And as far as I know, they're still baptizing in Jesus' name in that church. But I haven't been to the other churches. I don't know everything they're teaching, but if my guess is that they're like the rest of the churches that connected with their denominations, they don't preach. Jesus name baptism that we find in the Bible. They don't preach the necessity of the infilling of holy uh, the Holy Ghost and and the necessity of uh, of uh, the fact that we got to be called out and all this kind of stuff. But you, you've heard me talk about how we were created with an empty place in our hearts and and it can only be filled with Jesus. And they don't know they need Jesus. They they think they need another needle in the arm. They think they need another this or another that or or, or just to work more hours. And they think that they want something else but what they really are looking for is jesus right. amen. we are their answer this church is that answer with so many still out there that have not repented and been baptized in the name of jesus and filled with the holy ghost that means there is a great harvest out there still yet amen amen But David, there's more of them out there like you that just want to run somebody off, but they need to experience somebody loving them. And somebody just, instead of somebody just always, instead of a church always just wanting something. Not just for our church, but every church. There's a revival. There's a great harvest. What we need to know today is that the harvest is not the problem. In the text, Jesus lets us know that there's a greater need than the harvest. <laughs> Listen to it again. Verse 2. Look at it on the screen. Your Bible, whichever. Therefore said He unto them, The harvest is great. There's a harvest. They're there. We get stopped in this mentality. I know I do. I won't say you, but I know, I know me. Sometimes I, I get stuck, and I know I'm pastor, but let me be transparent, thinking that nobody wants what I got. Amen. When I'm an outsider from another county coming into this, this city, and a lot of times I, I can tell you, especially when we first come and started knocking doors and inviting, inviting people to church, it was easy for me to look at them and think, they don't want what I got. But the truth of the matter is God created them to want what I got the problem is not the harvest. The problem is not that they don't realize what they want, but this is what they want. This is what they're looking for. This is what they're longing for. And Jesus was letting us know that. He said that truly, the harvest truly is great. He said, but the laborers are few. How many times have we spent in prayer praying, God, send us revival. Send us revival. I know I've prayed it many times, but that prayer is wrong. God send us the laborers. Amen. That's what he said. Jesus said the harvest is great, but when, when he said to pray, he said pray for the laborers. He didn't say pray for the harvest. The harvest is there. The harvest is not the problem. It's a great harvest. The problem is, is we need laborers. We need laborers, and today it's very evident we need laborers. And I appreciate you that's here today. I know you're laborers. And I know that we're working, we're striving, but I, I think we need to maybe maybe it's in our prayer. Maybe we need to just pray different. And I, I heard something just radically shook me to the core yesterday. I was heading to Lowe's to get the the plexiglass, replace these windows down here, and I was listening to Brother Michael Enzi preaching and uh uh, he he said something that just it shook me to the core. And he and he said that uh, he was on a, a a Zoom meeting with a pastor by the name of uh, uh, Rashidi Collins out of uh, Florida. If you never heard of him, he's a wide open preacher. He's got an incredible testimony. But he was on this Zoom conference call with all these preachers. He was kind of a guest. Mike Wenzie said, "I have a uh, every Friday I meet with all these preacher friends of mine on on a Zoom conference, and we just encourage each other." He said, this day, we had kind of a guest there. It was Brother Rashidi Collins, and he was ministering to us and, and, and encouraging them. And he said he, he he made this statement. He said that that uh, he said a lot of times the reason that God doesn't I, I'm going to carry a prayer, paraphrase the way he said. It. I got it wrote down home, but I didn't I didn't bring it with me. But he said a lot of the reasons that people uh, doesn't receive the prayer. It's it's not that God's not going to answer the prayer. It's just the fact that we're not equipped." To fulfill that prayer that we're praying. Amen. We're, we can't manage. I think that was the word he used. We can't manage the prayer that we're praying. Because God is about stewardship. And laborers is what is important about laborers. In fact, Brother Eddie, is that uh, you don't. You know, we got to have people that's. That, that, that wants the labor that wants to work and I, I've heard my boss at my workplace say so many times, you just can't find people that want to work. Amen. And I guess we find that same thing in the church and, and I don't want us to fall into that place and Jesus he said he, he said he was a Lord He's the Lord of the harvest. Yeah. This is his field. Jake can put that picture up there for me. That, that's his field. The harvest is his we got to sow. I know we got to put the seed in the ground. Somebody's planted seeds. Somebody's been planting seeds. Somebody's been praying. That's, that's one reason that I believe that we're in Marion. is, is Odie Huck told me from her own mouth, she'd never come to the church, but she was the first member of this church. It's Sister Monica Acker's uh, uh, grandmother. But I remember the first time I met with her and her crying and saying, I prayed for 20 years for you to be here. For 20 years, somebody had prayed for me to come to this city. And this is why I'm here, because there is a harvest at this city. But we just need laborers. And there are people out there. There are people out there that are a part of the harvest that Jesus wants in this city and in this surrounding area. But the harvest isn't the problem, with The problem is we need laborers. And I hope the attendance of our church is not as high as it has been because we've stopped laboring. John 4.35 was on our first flyer that we ever put out. The first, I guess, official member coming to the church, Henry. Though they're not here today, is still a huge part of this church because he was the first Marian person that committed to the church. He said when he read this verse, John four thirty five, is say ye not there are yet four months and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. He was it was you, brother David, because he told me he said he's had a bad day and and whenever. I knocked on his door that day. He lived just on College Street, just down from Foes Hall. I'll never forget that day. And I knocked on the door. He'd come to the door. I could almost see the anger in his eyes. But as I handed him that piece of paper, and said, hey man, we're just out inviting people to church. I'm going to give you an invite to church. He looked at that paper, and he looked at me. and It's almost as like something totally, and completely changed within his spirit. And he said, thank you. I may try to come. He said he... Walked back in there and he tried to lay the paper down. He couldn't do it. And he said he read that verse. He'd seen it and he found the reference and he went and looked at it and he said, God, it's like the Lord told him. He said, you have been harvested. Amen. And that's what God has got for this city. There's more Henry Ackers out there. There's more Texas Youngs out there that's hooked on video games and hooked on everything else. But they need a Bethany to pray their TV broke, to get them away from the the video games if it takes it. They need somebody. And I know we're living in such a crazy time. We Maybe we can't go out there and, and knock on the doors. Or maybe we can't. I don't know. But what I know is we got to get back to laboring. And I know the last two years of our church has been the most challenging time of our church's existence. With everything that, that we went through. With, with, with uh, uh, the stuff with, with Jake and the stuff with the COVID. And, and it brought us to this place that we are. But Harvest House... Uh, when 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 we look at this, he says, "Say you not there are yet four months, and then carve and harvest." He said, "Behold, I say to you now, lift up your eyes, look on the field. They're already white. They're already ready. The harvest, the harvest. We don't have time to wait. And if any time we've ever seen, it's time that we go to work. It's time. What difference can we make? Oh, you've heard the story of the young man picking up the starfish, throwing them back into the ocean. And there was thousands of starfish on the on the uh uh the beach, and this man comes up and says, young man, what are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm helping save these starfish he said Oh, you really think you're going to make a difference he picked up a starfish and he threw it into the ocean he said I made a difference in that one's life and we, if we just get a few of them in here we can make a difference in every life and and today yes I'd like to see the building more full and, and yes after I made that post on Facebook I, I seen uh, all the so many different uh, uh, people that commented on it and, and thank you for coming to Mary and thank you for being here I and I know it sometimes it's discouraging I look across and I see empty seats and it's and it's easy to get distracted with different things and, and all this stuff but the truth of the matter is there are still people out there that want Jesus even those who's not coming all the time they're still a part of the harvest of this church and we've got to get to them we've got to reach them somehow or another and we don't have time to wait he said we can't wait four months the harvest is now we've got to do something and i I've seen comments like Barry uh Sister Stephanie's brother Barry said, "Thank you for coming to Mary, and you've helped my family." Little Jason made a comment, said, "Thank you for coming, and you've made a difference in my family." Some of you make comments, and some of them that's not here today make comments, and I and I'm thankful that I'm here, but there's still work to do hallelujah he said he went on to write he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life that uh, both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together and herein is that saying true one soweth and another reapeth we've got just to keep on sowing seed keep on sowing seed there are people praying there's people watching this church because not only did people from marion comment on that post that i made but there was other people that made Made comments on that like hey you just keep on doing keep on working there's people praying for us you would be surprised sometimes the people uh, that that just text me and say hey I love you I'm praying for you not too long ago I'm going to preach for brother Dustin but not too long ago you guys remember brother Dustin come on the Sunday morning and preach because he texted me and said hey man you was just on my mind I'm always seeing people that said hey there's people that's praying for us we're not in this by ourselves. there is a harvest out there and I know we're tired and I know we're weary but we got to keep reaching because the harvest is not the problem it's the laborers I know we've got tired there's still a great harvest out there it's waiting on us turn to Luke 5 if you'd like or you can trust me Luke 5 said, and it came to pass that as the people pressed him to hear the word of God, he, speaking of Jesus, stood by the lake of Cassinaret, saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. I wonder if we are like the fishermen who have given up on fishing. And we've been distracted by just washing our nets. We can't be distracted to just washing our nets. We've got to get the nets back in the water. It goes on to say that he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. He sat down and he taught the people how the ship We, we've got to get out of the church and we've got to thrust back out into the field of harvest. Amen. Their ships were pulled in. They had the nets out and they was washing it. They weren't even fishing no more. That got frustrated. Verse 4, he went on, it went on to say, and when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. When we go fishing... We shouldn't just go for one fish, Brother Texas. We should go for a drought. We can't be trophy fishermen. (laughs) I'm taking some shots for the Texas right now. You've got to be forgiving me. We can't just be trophy fishermen. We need to go for a drought. Drought means a haul of fish. Listen to Simon, because I think this is us so many times. I think this is us right now in our church. Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. And we've taken nothing. Today we can look around and say, Lord, we've been toiling for 15 years. We're tired. I'll be honest, as pastor today, 15 years, I would like to say, I would like to think that we would have been a lot farther than where we are. That's when we get to looking at the wrong things, and we get forgetting the fact that there's a uh, Mr. Farmer that's sitting outside, listening to us, telling me yesterday, just keep on preaching. Actually, his words was just let it rip. Tammy's daddy taking me out, showing me his garden. My mind, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we're already running late, but I'm thinking this is worth it. He said, come here, I want to show you my onions. They're already coming up. Handing me them two oranges every week. Now last week he handed me a whole bag. He said, give them to the kids. They're not very good. <laughs> I ate one of them. He's right. <laughs> We're pretty sire. Simon made excuses just like we do. We've tried it. We've tried door knocking. We've tried this. We've tried that. We didn't win one. But he said, nevertheless, at thy word, I'm going to let down the net. My God, help us to be humble like Simon. Help us to obey God and let down the net one more time. Because that ocean is full of fish. That ocean is full of a multitude of fish. And when they had, the Bible says, verse 6, And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and they, their nets broke. Amen. When we start to reach for the multitudes, we will rend so many that our nets will break. We've been there before. Amen. Amen. We've reached for them, Brother Eddie, to the point that the net has broke. And I know some people say what good is it to go win all those people and they don't say yes I know our nets broke and a lot of fish got away but they didn't uh, we didn't get to uh, keep them all but let me tell you what we keep more when we're throwing them nets out and they're breaking than when we're just sitting and cleaning our nets. Yeah they might a lot of them get away, but they all didn't because 15 years removed, I'm not sitting in this building by myself today. There's others in here. There's a few others that would be here if they weren't sick or detained doing something else, and we can't get discouraged by broken nets, but we got to just keep on reaching, keep on preaching, keep on doing what we can because the problem is not the harvest, the problem is the laborers. And we can't get caught up just cleaning our nets. Amen. We've got to fish. When we have a net breaking revival, goodness, that's what we need. Amen. We're going to lose some. But we cannot get discouraged. we just got to get the nets back out there again. we got to just keep fishing. Keep fishing. Keep on bringing in all that we can. Verse 7, they beckoned to them, their partners, which were in the other ships, and they would come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. The revival, the catch, the harvest that God has for this church cannot be just carried by just a few people. One, we need each other. We need partners. We need each other. Harvest house, we need laborers. I know we're tired, but come on, Simon, throw it out on the other side. I know you've been tooling all night, but Simon, throw it out one more time. Harvest house, I know we're tired, we're weary, but let's throw it out one more time. Because there's a great harvest waiting for us. Acts 2.45 after the great harvest of 3,000 souls Acts 2.45 it said they sowed their possessions, goods and they parted them to all men as every man had need. If we're ever going to have real apostolic revival we need to learn to help and to give to the people who's in need. And I know that we're there. We've done that. Let me, let me look back at Luke 5 here real quick. Verse 8. I don't, I don't have much more and I'll be done. When, when Simon Peter saw it, he, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. Listen, if we, if we can get back to doing what God said, we're going to look back and we're going to repent we're going to see that we've been busy mending nets cleaning nets and not casting nets Amen. and I hope the goodness it can fix and it, it pierces our soul and our heart and realize that we can't quit fishing for souls because it would be sin God didn't save us just to set back he saved us because there's a great harvest. Yeah, He saved us because He loved us. But listen, when Book of Genesis, when He told them, He said, "Be fruitful, go multiply." That's our theme this year: is multiply, go multiply. My goodness, ever since we throw their theme up, it's like, well, let's divide first, right? <laughs> but don't be weary. We're, we're tired. But we got to launch back out into the deep. They, if, the first thing they had to do before they even cast them nets, they had to launch back into the deep. They had to launch back out. Get out there. They pulled into, the, pulled into the, uh, the banks and anchored in at a spot and decided, let's just clean our nets. We're tired. But come on, we've got to pull anchors back up. And we've got to launch back out into the deep. I don't know what, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what that looks like right now. I know what it used to look like, it used to be block parties and door knocking, maybe it still involves some of that, I don't know, but all I know is, and I've been praying, God, you've got to help me, show me how to how to get out there and reach the people that, that we need to reach. and verse 9 is what I'm looking for Luke 5 it says, and for he was astonished and, and all that were with him at the drought of fishes which they, they had taken harvest house if we would just quit cleaning and mending our nets and we could just get back to using our nets we're going to see the harvest is truly planting it we're going to be amazed at what we're going to bring in honestly it's always been that way We'll make a push. And, and we're going to. Some things have been working in my mind. But David said something about Pentecost Sunday. It's the 23rd uh, of, uh, I think it's 23rd, 24th, one of those. Uh, I think it's probably 24th maybe. Whatever it is, that's Pentecost Sunday. But the very next Sunday is the last uh, Sunday of, of, of um, May. What it is. I think it's the 24th of, uh, of May is what it is. But the last Sunday of May is the day before uh, um, Memorial Day. And we're going to make a push for that Sunday. We're going to call this, uh, um, what I say we're going to call it? Project 50? We're going to be shooting for having 50 people in church on Sunday. Going to shoot for that, I, and I'm I'm going to introduce something even farther, more than that, because I am going to try to tell you what the average is. Right, now. you guys probably know about what it is. You can look around today and see we we got to get busy. We got to, we got to do something. To start launching back out there into the deep. And I hope anybody who may listen to the podcast, a part of our church, I'm going to send it to everybody I can. say, you need to listen to this. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to send out a uh, text message maybe in a personal letter to people and I'm going to tell them how many is here today and let them know I need you here next Sunday because God has gave me a word for this church for next Sunday. God's gave me a word for this church for next Sunday and I need everybody that calls me pastor, everybody that that calls this church their church, I need them here next Sunday. And we're working on something. We're going to try to make sure that everybody, we're going to do something to get people here that just let them know hey, we're going, to, we're going to have a time of fellowship, whatever, afterward. But God gave me a word of people that's a connected to this church. They need to hear this. We're going to launch this thing out because I, I want before this Project 50, we're going to try to press try to Preston have 50 here on uh, 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 the, the last Sunday of May, which is the Sunday before Labor Day. She's like a friends and family day any, anyway that day. And I we're going to try to have at least 50 people here but I want to push something even farther about the time our last quarter of this year gets here that last three months of this year I want us to shoot for the fact that them last three months not for the average for the whole year but the last three months of this year I want us to be averaging 50 for them three months Amen. somebody says can that happen yes it can happen I was talking about us averaging 70 that one year. Uh, the last three months, we we started, we ended the last three months averaging 70, and, and we can do that again. But we just got to get lots back out there because the problem is not the harvest. The, there's a great harvest. They're there. They want what we got. They need what we got. They may even realize they need what we got, but they do. But they just need somebody to come knock on their door. Verse 10 in Luke five, uh, 5 said, And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Jesus was telling them, Look, I'll give you a, an example of what I'm trying to tell you. He was telling them, Don't be weary in what you're doing, but just keep on fishing. He said, You caught some fish, but I'm going to tell you. Now then, we're going to go catch men. Amen. We've got to go and win souls. Verse 11 said, and when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed Him. We've got to get back to forsaking all and following Him. I'm not telling us not to have a life. Okay, don't, don't get me wrong. We've all got to have... I mean, we got some on vacation today. Brother David and them went and celebrated um, 28 years? 20? How many? 26. years. That's great. We should do that. I encourage you. When it comes to birthdays and anniversaries, celebrate it. Make it great, especially anniversaries. Go do that. We're, go enjoy yourself. And, and, and I, y'all do, and I'm, I'm happy and proud for you, but it seemed like somebody's celebrating anniversaries every weekend. <laughs> got to get back forsaking some things our life we've got to forsake some of our games that we love to play for some time in prayer we've got to forsake some times of hobbies tv binging and social media sites and news sites and the gossip and whatever else that keeps us from going to the fields of harvest and we've got to sacrifice some times and go to the fields of harvest because the harvest is not the problem there's a great harvest it's out there We've got to become laborers. We could be reaching way more people here in Marion if we would let God lay that burden back on our shoulders again. I remember preaching a sermon. I'm I'm fixing to be done. You know, it's amazing how God knows. He He knew who was going to be here today and who wasn't. He knows, and for the second part of this day, Bethany's going to talk to us. Amen. Jake come asked me what my title was, and I, I showed him. He, and he showed me Bethany's. He said, "Well, that goes together." Yes. Amen. She hadn't told me what she was going to talk about. I hadn't told her. Very fitting. We need a burden. Luke 14, 16 through 23. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. It's just like he's saying now, Look, it's ready. Everything's there, it's ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said to him, I bought a piece of ground. Must needs to go see it. I pray, have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I've married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. So the servant showed his lord these things. The master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, yet there is room. Amen. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out to highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. This parable, there's a lot in this parable. You, you could take this parable and you could, you could do a long series on this parable. But the few things that sticks out to me today concerning what I'm talking about today is people are always going to make excuses about coming to church. And they're always going to use one of three excuses. I have places to go, things to do, and people to see. They're always going to have one of... That's usually always the excuses that people give. I have places to go, people to see, and I have things to do. But it also lets us know that Jesus still wants the house full even if there's excuses out there. Even if those who were bidden to come originally don't want to show up, there's still people out there and He still wants His house full. And He lets us know that we must compel them to come to the house of God because He wants His house full. He wants His kingdom full. We need to be willing to catch whosoever will. Because fishing, when you're a real fisherman... (laughs) Be jabbing in Texas again. When you're a real fisherman, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does and it don't. What's on the end of that pole? But you like the feel of something coming in, and you're anticipating the excitement of what it is. And if you're like me, you're saying, "Oh, it feels like a bass. Could be a crappie. Maybe that's a bluegill." Oh, wait, that one's rolling. That's got to be a catfish. And if you're a person who truly loves the fish, it doesn't matter what you catch. Because if you go to the lake and you're trying to catch scrappy, you're trying to catch bass, you're trying to catch catfish, you'd rather come home knowing that you've caught a skipjack than nothing. And the whole point is if you don't go with intent that I'm going to catch something you'll be disappointed. And there's whosoever's out there when you throw a net, net fishing it's going to catch anything. We need all kinds of fishing going on. We need net fishing. Block parties. Or we might drag anything in. Amen. Amen. And then we need we need some people that's throwing that pig and jig trying to catch that big bass to pull it in. We need somebody that's got a minner or a, a, a twister trying to catch a crappie or a bluegill. We need, we need somebody that don't care to get down and dirty with some night crawlers and some livers or, or some stink bait and plan on catching some of those catfish and pulling them in. We need to be catching the whosoever it doesn't matter what kind of fish it is let's bring them in here let's get them all in here and we'll figure out what we can keep or what God wants we'll let God take care of that part of it no matter what their bank account looks like no matter how their family background looks no matter what color they are no matter whether they're educated or not educated we need to reach them all And one final question today, and I want us to find a place to pray. I want us to ask ourselves this question. And this may be more directed to those who may listen versus those of us, but we all need to ask ourselves this question. Am I being harvested or am I a laborer? The reason I'm not being a laborer, could it be that I'm still not being harvested? It's time for us to be in the place that Jesus does not have to always be reaching for me and for me to start helping Him reach others. And I think that probably is the difference between us being harvested or being a laborer. If he's always having, if the church is always having to reach for me, then I'm on the wrong side of this field. The, The ideal is for us to become the one going into the field and not somebody coming into the field to get me. And Harvest House. It's time for us to become what God's called us to be. Our name, Harvest House. It's time for us to reach our world. To see the gospel multiply in this city. And the surrounding areas. Let's find a place and let's pray today. Let's pray that God would help us. Let's don't pray for the field today. Let's don't pray... They're there. My goodness, they're there. The lost are there. Wherever we are, there's the lost. Let's pray that God would send us laborers. That's what we need. And let's pray that God would help us be laborers. We're in that last hour. And we need laborers. God, Help us in this place, Jesus.